0: Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Phillip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.
1: Welcome to episode five of the Kevin and Philip Project. Actually, we're going to call this the Philip and Kevin Project today because Philip is actually the one that came up with the idea for uh, some of the things we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Philip,
2: let's just jump right in today. Anything happened over the last two weeks you want to talk about? Hey, the the last podcast you you talked a little bit about the yellow lights and how the drivers in Salina can't handle the yellow lights. Well, I'm a full blown casualty now. Someone cut right in front of my daughter and. Uh, She runs into the side. I'm not going to say it wasn't a little bit her fault and doesn't know how to steer away from the action, but at the the yellow light, we had somebody try to rush in front of her as she was going through the green light, and she clipped the back of it about $5,000 worth of damage. Jeff Wells is really happy with me now. (laughs) Third accident week. We're going to get into kids in a little bit, and car accidents is one of the things that uh, kids will drive you crazy about.
1: Yeah, I, I I was thinking about uh, the last conversation we had about the drivers in town. Uh, this morning on my way to work, I had somebody cut in front of me, slammed on the brakes right there in front of Dylan's. It must be something about that intersection of me, I guess. I don't know. Man, I got stopped this morning. It's been about 645, 650 probably there at Crawford, Ohio. Light turns red. I saw three people go through the red light,
2: jet into that intersection. I'm just like, man... I see them do it all the time. I know they they sit there for so long that they just say, "I'm just heck with it. I'm going through." Uh, uh, pro-claimer, proclaimer, here. She was not hurt. If anyone's listening this the first time, this first, you heard she had a wreck. No one was hurt uh, except for the car and her uh, her tear ducts. She cried a lot, <laughs> but outside of that, there's no no injury or anything like that. The car and her uh, her eyes,
1: well, and the insurance rates and the insurance rates. <laughs> That's we'll get into that Yep. so well thanks for everybody for listening um it's been interesting watching this this podcast grow uh we we're just about to 500 listens i would guess here in the next week or so we'll probably hit that 500 mark so that's kind of cool now that we have the three episodes downloaded our our podcast provider our podcast host requires you have three episodes uploaded before you can see some stats so Philip and I were actually together Saturday night. Uh, we were talking a little bit about this, but uh, it's kind of cool. I can see Apple watches, how many iPhones, Android devices, laptops, desktops. I can see everything as far as what uh, what people are listening to. But one of the things we talked about this weekend that was really interesting is is some of the locations. We actually have somebody in China and somebody in Japan listening to us right now. So that That's was kind of cool. So we had one from the United Kingdom as well thought that was kind of cool. Then we started asking some questions and realized we knew who it was. So, hey Susan, if you're listening to this one, thanks for listening to us over there across the sea. We appreciate it. That's right. So, the other interesting thing as far as locations go is is I never really thought we'd really branch too far out of the Kansas and and Oklahoma uh market, I guess if you will. 36% of our plays are from Wichita, which was really surprising to me. I would have thought Salina would probably be number 1. Um, Salina and Dallas, Texas, are tied for second with eleven percent each uh, of our listens. Neither one of us, as far as I know, have ever lived in in, uh, in Dallas, so that was no, kind we of we like to
2: talk bad about it. But we.
1: <laughs> and then we have we have people listening in Virginia, Georgia, Wisconsin. I even have an aunt Virginia that's listening. Hey, Aunt Virginia, <laughs> is she in Virginia? No, she's not in Virginia. <laughs> Wisconsin, Florida, <laughs> California, Nebraska tennessee arizona arkansas washington and chicago illinois
2: arizona must be ron venary hope you're listening ron
1: <laughs> we're not going to have yeah. any minnesota vikings talk <laughs> so he's going to be disappointed so all right well hey let's jump right into the story of the week philip i think uh, I'll, I'll let you go first
2: oh mine's a little odd i ran into this just looking there's a there's a magazine out there called the uh Railway Modeler Magazine. I don't know if uh, in, anybody accepts do, a do railway. You subscribe that? I don't subscribe to it, but I just ran across this story while reading about a guy that some of you might have heard of. Uh, plays this song right here, um, Rod Stewart. He's a uh, he's a longtime model train enthusiast and uh, has been working on a model train since 1993. And I want you to Google this if you're listening right now. I want you to Google Rod Stewart and train set. It's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. tookie he's put out 13 albums and been on 19 tours since he started this model. this huge it's 1500 square foot in the in the attic oh, wow. of his Los Angeles house. Five foot skyscrapers it's based on the like 1940s, 1950s Chicago or New York and it is, looks like you're flying a drone over a real city. It's so realistic. It's unbelievable. the The, the one thing that, that I got a kick out of is he said whenever I, whenever he was on tour, he would rent two rooms, and in the room beside his room that he slept in, he would have them clear the beds out and everything, and he worked on his model trains after his concerts every night. So I said, you know, all, all the other rockers are out partying all night long and everything, Rod Stewart's back in the room working on his well, he,
1: model trains. He did his fair share of partying, I'm sure, back <laughs> in the day. So the, the question I would have for you on that story is how did you come across
2: that? I was listening to Rod Stewart, YouTubing Rod Stewart, and I just typed his name in to listen to him, and and the story popped up. I might have just Googled Rod Stewart to get to some of his songs, and the story popped up because it is only in the November issue of the Railway Modeler magazine. Which, uh, if anybody in town subscribes to that, noted on our Facebook page, we so don't we get any commissions
1: if somebody signs up for that. <laughs>
2: so but it, quite interesting the thing the highlights of it is it has five foot tall skyscrapers hundreds of buildings it has a whole countryside with noise effects the uh, the city sounds like a city go out in the country and it sounds has birds chirping and everything has an actual re- rush hour traffic um you just have to look at it to believe it just look um, rod stewart trains i'm gonna have to go check that out so, so that's the most unusual story i ran across this week
1: Well, I have one. Um, Unfortunately, it's been taken off of the internet, so you can't actually go see it, but uh, you could probably go Google this and see the actual ad. Walmart in Canada had an ugly Christmas sweater on its website with Santa on it with lines of cocaine saying, let it snow. So I actually did see the picture of this. This is actually a legitimate article that I ran into, but the description, I'm going to read the description to you here that it said underneath the, the sweater. It said, men's let it snow ugly Christmas sweater. We all know how snow works. It's white, powdery, and the best snow comes straight from South America. That's bad news for jolly old St. Nick, who lives far away in the North Pole. That's why Santa really likes to save the moment when he gets his hands on some quality grade A Colombian snow. He packs it in perfect lines on his coffee table and then takes a big whiff to smell the high quality aroma of his snow. It's exactly what he needs to get inspired for Christmas Eve. This sweater was sold by a third party, so popped up on there walmart removed it uh shortly after it was on there It was only on there for a couple of hours i guess but uh, so
2: you couldn't pick one up in the store you had to yeah. order this online. yeah it was
1: online in walmart canada's website unfortunately well, i was a little too pretty slow bad,
2: pretty bad uh things sold in walmart stores so
1: yeah <laughs> yeah right in so something else i wanted to bring up this isn't really a story of the week but kind of along the lines when i was ranting about the the salina traffic last week <laughs> so I, I'm going to start this by saying I, I don't make a habit of making fun of people at the gym. If you're at the gym, you're trying to make yourself better no matter what stage you're at, because I am definitely not the epitome of fitness. But uh, I saw a couple things over the last couple weeks that I just feel like I have to get off my chest. Number one, I saw a guy, this was a high school kid, lifting weights at the Y., Carrying a jug of milk around with him. Now, I've seen people take a gallon jug and fill it with water. But this guy, I thought maybe this this thing is like painted white or, you know, it's a white jug with water in it. So I was kind of watching him as he was, he'd go over and take a drink. And no, it was milk because you could see the level going down. So I, I've never seen somebody take a jug of milk. And in an hour and a half or two hour workout, I would think that that would start... Uh, being questionable on whether you would want to be drinking that at that what, point
2: uh, how much milk do you drink in a week, time
1: um uh, it depends on how many oreo cookies we have in the house but usually maybe a glass in a week unless i, I have a bowl I don't of cereal. know
2: I, anymore i don't even know if i have a glass a week but i've, I've got a cousin down in a uh, cousin-in-law down in claremore that uh, at one point he was drinking a gallon a day Mm-hmm. He's drinking it just like the guy you're talking about. He'd take it to work and everything and just drink milk all the time. He's off of it now because I sure is bloating him or something, but I can't, can't imagine drinking that much milk.
1: Yeah, I don't know if Lamb listens to this, but one of our mutual friends, you know, he used to, he drinks milk all the time. When, when his wife would go to the grocery store, or he'd go to the grocery store, they'd buy
2: three or four gallons of milk a week. we drink, we buy three or four gallons of tea a week. <laughs> we go through three or four gallons of tea. But I, I bet we uh, milk will go bad before we'll drink a gallon of it in our house.
1: Yeah, we usually buy it half at a time. So the other thing I saw, this this, this was actually just a couple days ago. It was kind of interesting. So there's a guy working out. He's, he's pulled a, a bench over next to him and starts working out. Well, then he pulls another bench over, sets it up, sets his phone up on a tripod on this other bench and is filming himself working out. Not only does he film himself working out, <laughs> But when he's done with that exercise, he will go sit down on the bench, pick up his phone, rewind it, and watch himself filming or watch himself working out on his phone, making sure the technique was right. Yeah, that I I, I, I don't deal. know, man. I I can't explain that one either. So,
2: well, I know that the you know on the sidelines they'll go back and and uh, watch the last play and see that how the quarterback was throwing the ball, and then in baseball guys will film themselves hitting. Maybe he's. He's just following that same line of thinking. Well, he, he
1: can go watch himself I at home and maybe that I made. refine I've always, the technique uh, next time.
2: I'm a terrible golfer, and anybody that's ever played with me knows I'm a terrible golfer, but I'll always think to myself, maybe I should tape my swing sometimes so I can see. Because other people can tell me constantly, uh, you're hitching this, you're shooting out there, your butt's sticking out when it ought to be sticking in, and... and uh, and maybe maybe we ought to look into that. We ought to film each other's golf swings sometimes, see if we can improve I, on them.
1: I don't know that anybody needs to see that. <laughs> so,
2: oh, Kevin's a great golfer. No, by the
1: way, no, no, not at all. So, all <laughs> right. Well, hey, uh, one of the topics we mentioned on our on our Facebook page a couple of weeks ago, we wanted to dive into is is talking about kids a little bit. Uh, we have not really addressed that too much. We've we've made some comments here or there. So, we really thought to start off with. Um, We'll we'll just kind of introduce you guys to our kids and what they've got going on, so you can kind of get a feel for for where we're at from a kid's standpoint before we jump into the the whole social media, phones, and all that kind of stuff. So, Philip, I'll let you go first if you want to spend a couple of minutes talking My, about your mine your would brood.
2: take a little longer because I've I've uh, when I met Lisa. um we, uh, we got married and started having kids, and then we didn't know how to stop. So for three years in a row, we, she stayed pregnant. And then I thought we figured that out, why it was happening, and it happened again about three years later. So I ended up with four kids. Oldest son is 16. He's driving, of course. Into school and into – him and his buddies are way into uh, – uh, they're online all the time uh, playing video games, which you hear these things. I'm not into gaming or anything. He loves it. It's so probably – he gets into gaming. Then I have a 15 year old daughter. She's driving the one that I just said had the wreck this week. That's a uh, sophomore in high school. And then a freshman, Gentry. She's involved with dance and uh, on the vets squad at Salina Central. And then a 11 uh, year old, Annabelle, that is uh, at, at uh, Lakewood Middle School. And she's also involved in dance. So some of the things that we'll, we'll get into and in talking about. I I see a little bit of the boys' side, although I have very little trouble with my boys. But always been such a good boy that it's easy. And I'll always think to about about my mom how easy she had it. She had four boys. Man, what a blessing she had! Just four boys. All you got to do is just tell them to act nice, and they always do. It's no problem. But then, whenever you you're a man that has three daughters, I'll tell you that uh, that's whenever the floodgates open with a few problems that uh, that you might be. anal dad or what i don't know what it is but the daughters i guarantee you are the uh, the thing that i'll probably talk more about than anything so so that's that's my kids and uh and then i'll let you tell Ke- kevin tell a little bit about mo
1: well it's funny you say that because i'm actually kind of the opposite of that i only have one daughter i'll get into that in a second we have a lot of girls that are typically around the house uh we have a morgan has a group of friends i'll, I'll mention that uh Kind of play a lot of sports together, and so they're kind of like all like daughters to me. They're they're all around here all the time, and I'm kind of in the same boat. Where the girls, they just kind of go off and take care of themselves, and uh, no problems with them. So every once in a while, I think, Lucky man, it'd be you. nice to have a boy. You know what would that have been like? <laughs> I have my nephews come over? About forty five minutes later, yeah, I'm good. I- I'm good with what I've got. So, but yep. yeah, just like Philip mentioned, I've got one daughter named Morgan. Uh, she just turned thirteen last month. I think I mentioned that a couple of podcasts ago pretty sweet most of the time <laughs> when she when she's doing something she likes she' she's just pretty good pretty hard worker we have some issues every once in a while she's got a little bit of a temper so <laughs> um, she's pretty big into sports so plays volleyball softball and basketball now've we've, we've gotten rid of soccer um, enjoyed soccer uh, while it was going on definitely but uh, we're just kind of doing too much and something had to give and and uh, so that was soccer and really uh volleyball's fairly new to us. From about April to October, if you ever wanna see me over a weekend, probably gonna have to be at a softball field somewhere if you if you wanna run into me. So softball teams pretty good this past summer. They won uh both the U Triple SA and USA state championships here in Kansas. So uh, it was it was a really good season last year and and hopefully um we'll kind of expound on that a little bit. But uh, like I mentioned before, then I have that's my only daughter but i have a few adopted daughters that uh like i said play sports with Morgan quite a bit so they're around here all the time i'm hoping they don't listen to this podcast but if they do i'm going to give a shout out to bry macy sadie joe and taylon so they are they're just like other daughters to me
2: that it's a funny thing that the kids bring around their friends so much that i get to where i love those kids just as much as i love my own yep i uh i've had i've always had a really close relationship with a couple of Annabelle's friends Gentry's got some friends that I've got really close to and then and, and Harper as well more than more so than the boys that come around the girls uh, b- but we've always said uh, we want our house to be the house where that they all feel welcome to come to that way my kids aren't gone all the time I want my kids at home and uh, selfishly and so we w- I will open up the our house and let the kids free reign of any food in the house, buy all the pops they want to drink, keep them happy while at our house, so that our kids don't want to go to everybody else's houses all the time, and I feel like I can keep a better eye on them, I don't know what's going on at other people's houses, and, and probably just the exact same thing that's going on at my house, but I'm anal, and I didn't grow up here like I've said before, and some people I don't know at all, and so you just don't feel as comfortable, <laughs> that's that's, that, that's one of the issues that I probably run into, is just that I would rather them be with me than be with somebody else.
1: Well, what I just heard out of all of that is, I'm guessing Gentry is going to be the the instigator of this, but I just heard uh, where the party house is going to be here in about three years. <laughs> Instead of Pops, you'll be buying uh, something else. I'm filling the pool <laughs> in with sand next week. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, one of the things we wanted to talk about, now that you kind of have an idea of our uh, children, is... Social media and and cell phones and all that kind of stuff—it's definitely something that's that's taken over our world. I, I think to start with, Philip, I'm, I'm guessing you and I could probably both agree that we're we're glad
2: that we didn't have social
1: media around when we Correct. were children. Yeah,
2: and you know what? There's always this big debate about how old should they be before you let them get their first phone. And I think I think every parent has this quandary, and 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 I can't even tell you how old they might have been. Annabelle's 11, and she does have one now, but. I think we got her the phone at eleven because she was start. The other three go to the same school, and they are going and picking her up at school every day. And we only wanted her to have a way to call them and tell them if she was in class or whatever, you know, so they didn't get missed out on. But along with that, she does have uh, some of these social media things like Snapchat that they get into. She's we never let her have a Facebook for some reason. She still doesn't have a Facebook account, but. But she does, and, and maybe because I know about Facebook, and I was, I was just telling last night, I was talking to Katie Jones, and, and I said, uh, you know what I am? I'm an expert, Katie, on how to raise kids. I'm just pitiful, pitiful at execution. <laughs> uh, and I think so. there's a lot of parents that are that way. But, but you know, this, this same thing, I, maybe I, maybe they shouldn't have s- such an access to the Snapchat and, and uh, Facebook and things like that because you can read all the terrible things um, that go on on them. Yep, but then at the same time they come to you and say, "Well, everybody else has got it, and so what do you do?" I mean, I don't know. It's uh, I, I'm pretty good about saying no, but but there's a thing about you as a parent you'll you'll give in before you should, I guess.
1: Yeah, we uh, we had a lot of conversation about the same deal with the phone. Morgan was in sixth grade when we got her phone, so that That's, would have been yeah, about eleven. Sixth yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. So uh, it was just kind of. At that point, she was starting to to obviously be at friends' house a lot more, starting to hang out and do a lot more social stuff than she's done in the past. Uh, obviously, want to be able to get a hold of her if we need, and and vice versa. So, um, we did it you, a few months it, earlier than we were planning on, but do it out of convenience for yourself. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes, I mean, it's not yep. so
2: much. To, I, so I I don't blame people.
1: Well, there must be a thing with Facebook too, and and I'm big on Facebook. Obviously, we have the podcast on Facebook and. And I think it's cool to be able to keep up with people I don't get to see very often on Facebook. But Morgan doesn't have a Facebook account either. And uh, you know, I, I've read a lot, and and I say this because I'm actually I own stock in the in Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I I kind of follow the company a little bit, and it's interesting because a lot of people do say that the younger generation or the younger kids now aren't as big on Facebook as as some of the older kids. Like I think it's that true. Would be in high school and and definitely, um, you know, up through college and stuff. And I. I always kind of fought that, but as I'm sitting here and we're talking about this, and I'm thinking about it, and all of Morgan's friends, none of them have a Facebook page no, that I'm aware of. So, no, none
2: of uh, Hal and his friends, and I. Hal used to get on uh, a couple of years ago. He would get on Facebook a little bit, but then he told me he said, "You you know, you get friends, and and you'll get friends with your aunts and your uncles and your uh, older cousins and stuff." And he said, "I just get sick of everything that I see on Facebook. It's just talking politics, politics, politics. Yep. They don't want to talk that." He's, yep. I mean, he's got a little bit of interest in politics, but he said, I don't want to just see the same thing day after day after day. And if you've got a limited amount of friends and that's what keeps showing on your feed, he just said, I just turned it off. I don't even want to look at it anymore.
1: Yep. And I've made quite a bit of money on Facebook. I mean, f- from owning the stock, and it's probably something I'm about to get out of. But it's been interesting, you know, obviously. There's you're going
2: to get out while you're making a lot of money?
1: Well, I'm I'm not sure it's going <laughs> to continue. So, it, uh, you know, obviously there's the whole big deal with uh, with the election, you know. Three years ago, when, when that all went down, and Facebook having a, a role in that, it'll be interesting to see. You know, a year from now, um, with some of the changes Facebook's made, to see if it has quite the the same effect. But uh,
2: have you got a Snapchat?
1: I do have a Snapchat. I don't actively Snapchat very, very often. If I do, I usually send somebody a picture. We have some friends that. We kind of joke around about restaurants that w- we all like. So when one of us gets there without the other one, we'll we'll take a picture and send it to them. But uh, I I do it more to follow my daughter's friends and what's going on there yeah. than anything myself.
2: I I don't even know my login. The kids can get on and get on it for me, but I, I don't do it very often. But uh, there's a big group of guys about our age down in this area. They all Snapchat each other every day, make a big joke. Make it's pretty funny if you ever. Follow them, but uh, I don't do it much. I do like Kevin, same as Kevin. I do Facebook. I never did invest any money in them, but in it. But I do do follow it. I, I think I followed it more because I stay in contact and get to see my friends' kids back in Oklahoma as they've grown up. I've them through sports and everything that that that's the way I've sort of stayed contact with my friends from back home. So the only other thing that I do, and I don't know if you've d- looked at this yet, there's a there's a thing called Life 360. Oh, yeah, we have that, that as well. That tracks you. Yep. I, I have never got on Life 360 before. Lisa was on it. Lisa actually put her dad on it so she can track her dad everywhere he goes. Uh, but she put all the kids on it, and I said, I do not want on it. I don't want everybody knowing where I'm at all the time. Not that I'm anywhere bad, but I just don't want to be tracked, whatever reason. Well, I'm being tracked now because yeah. – uh. <laughs> Back to girls. I've had a couple of girls now, Gentry and Annabelle. I mean, Gentry and Harper that uh, have got friends that are boys, and they uh, and they've asked, can they go to Applebee's after a ball game, or can they uh, go out and eat dinner at their family? And so I told Lisa. Lisa was out of town in Oklahoma one weekend, a couple weekends ago, and I said, hey, they asked me if they could go but I don't know that they're really going to Applebee's and I, I want to know for sure if they are or not should trust them better than that. But just my suspicious mind, I used to be a boy myself, I got on it. And so now I, I can see right. If they're at Applebee's, yep. I know they're at Applebee's. Yep. So I I'm sort of glad that I did get on it. All they can see that I'm sitting in your basement right now. I can get on here and see it's one thing. I, I don't think it's a bad idea at all. And I don't think it's an invasion on it with anybody because in all honesty, I, I still do want to know that they are where they said they're they are uh, without Im- impunity. Yep. Well, that
1: app's interesting, and you know now I don't have a problem as far as Morgan goes. Track. She knows we track her. It's not a big deal. What'll be interesting is you know, and and who knows what can change in in three or four years as far as technology goes, but. You, you know, gets into that sixteen, seventeen year old range. Her 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 opinion of us tracking her is going to be significantly different at that point. Well, I'm not and gonna... how she gets around that kind of stuff.
2: <laughs> uh, I won't bring up any names so as to throw anyone under the bus. But there's a woman here in town that told Lisa that she's got her college kids on it. Put them back. Put them on it years ago, and she said, "I'll wake up at two o'clock in the morning sometime and look and see." <laughs> They're out just having a blast at yeah. 2 o'clock in the morning. She said, I'm dare never going to tell them that I've still got on on there. But she said, I can see everything they do. i tell you, the thing I liked about it was, and we could tell how this, it will tell how fast he went yes. between school yep. and home. And we'll say, don't be going over 45 miles an hour anywhere between here and school, and if he does 46, it'll alert you. Right. So he knows better than – I mean, that's a good thing. And so he should know that by himself, but – just that backup is a good thing, yep. too.
1: Well, well, talking about phones, I'll ask this question. And you don't have to answer this if you don't want to because I know your kids listen to this. Do you log in and follow their social media accounts on their phone? I know that's always does a it, big topic.
2: Mom does. I don't know how to log into stuff. So <laughs> uh, as this uh, podcast goes on, I hope to learn more. Maybe Kevin can start teaching me some things. I'm not good at getting up, But she, yes, she pulls up their things all the time. And looks at it that she knows of. I know there's things that they can hide as well, but yep. And I wish there was more blockers. I'm going to tell you the truth. I've had the. It, this could shock some people, and it sounds a little bit nasty, but one of my kids has told me that the boys in her class during school has has porn open sometimes. Oh, nice. I wish that there was something she and then who, she. I mean, I'm not who, but I know what happens. Right. It's so accessible. Yep. I wish there was something on there. And this would be government having to do it or somebody doing it besides me. And I don't want government doing too many things. But until you're 18, there, there should be some way that we can completely keep them from being able to do that. But we don't. I mean, that and that's the scary thing about phones is they can see some of the things, you know, we used to have to sneak a playboy out. Well, they've got it at their fingertips and yep. anything they want to see or anything. And so that's, uh, that's the scary thing about social media and the scary thing about the things that they can learn about. But Hey, you remember, you can learn a lot of things. Timothy McVeigh learned how to build a bomb online. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. you can learn millions of things.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, we we do check Morgan. So we had a situation last summer where, you know, like I said, most of the time we don't have any problems with Morgan, but uh, we found out that she was staying on her phone chatting with people until like two or three in the morning. Yeah. Nothing nothing bad or anything, but needs to be sleeping obviously at, at three in the morning as a as a twelve year old. So. So we now have a rule that at, in the evening the phone is not in her bedroom any longer. It goes upstairs on yep. the charger, where, where um, it's it's away from her. So we we do uh, Kelly does uh, look through it, and that's most of the stuff. You know, Instagram. If you had Facebook, it's pretty easy. The the thing that concerns me is the Snapchat piece, right? Because you see the Snapchat, you see it, and it's gone, yep. and you can't get that back. So that that's the one that have
2: you ever heard of a DP.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had to think. About I never. That I never. <laughs> I never know
2: what it was. And the kids told me. And then I said, "Where's that coming from?" And they said, "Snapchat." And y'all can figure that out on your own or ask your kids. But it's <laughs> yeah. so that's something that happens on Snapchat that I'm afraid far too often.
1: Yep. So, well, you know, one of the things with social media and, and phones and everything, though, that I, as I was thinking about what to talk about on this episode, that is really crazy, but really kind of cool, is how connected people can be these days i mean i'm talking about you know a few minutes ago about somebody in washington the state of washington listening to our podcast yeah obviously that's all based on the internet and technology and being able to listen to podcasts things like that on your phone but it it was kind of interesting we were at morgan had a basketball tournament here at south middle a few weekends ago and there's a girl that plays on morgan softball team it's from belleville kansas so for those of you that don't know where Belleville is. It's a little over an hour straight north of Salina. So it's almost to the Nebraska border. So she plays softball with us. Know, know her very well. She, she had come into town to watch the girls play since it was a weekend game. She doesn't get a chance to do that during the week because she also plays basketball and, and, and has uh, her own games. But uh, at the end of this game, she runs up to one of Morgan's teammates and gives her a hug. I have no idea how Carson knows Shiloh. Yeah. Shiloh does not play softball, is not around our softball game. So most of the time when when Carson, who's the girl from Belleville, would be around, Shiloh's never around. So I asked Morgan, I said, how in the heck does Shiloh and Carson know each other? I have no idea how that happens. And so she said... Oh, it's just because we're on social media together and with a, you know, on group chats with groups of friends and stuff. And, and she's on there. So that's how they know. I don't know that they had ever met before then. Maybe they had, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy how somebody from Salina, Kansas, somebody from Belleville, Kansas who have never had interaction with each other, uh, know each
2: other. I saw it a lot closer, same exact story, but, uh, Annabelle was friends of the little Emily who's moved to Arizona now. And, uh, she has friends now that were Emily's friends at South Middle, or South, what was the elementary school in the sound, wherever she went to elementary. But I said, how do you know them? And they said, oh, I'm on the same Snapchats or the same whatever with Emily. And those kids come to our house now, and I'll go, we don't know them. Yep. But they know each other through social media. Hal's got a guy that him and, him and another boy here in town want to drive out to California because they play um, whatever they play. The the game where they shoot them up and everything Fortnite. Oh yeah, or whatever, or yep. is that what it is? There is one, yeah. The what it, the thing that Travis plays all night long. I think that's Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. What up, well, Travis? Drives, uh, well, anyway, he's uh, they want to drive out to California and meet the guy now, and they see each other on I guess they their screens on the field and and he and he was telling me he goes that guy's mom's real hot. And we want to all go out and see him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hopefully, it's not like a seventy year old child yeah. molester or something. So. Well, and it's interesting, you know, it's amazing how you can keep up with people. Um, you know, I personally, at this point, don't have an opinion one way or the other on the whole social media thing. Fortunately, as far as I'm aware, I haven't had any issues to deal with, so that's no. not probably, if I had, that that would probably skew my opinion of that, but, you know, it's kind of interesting. You see all these stats about, you know, I was looking at some things, um, 40% of girls, um, who spend five hours or more a day on on social media, have like depression issues, obviously the cyberbullying and those kind of things. Yeah. Um, you know, personally, like I said, I haven't had any runs in, run-ins with any of those kind of things or as far as I know, not not had conversations uh, about that. If you came across anything like that at uh, all? No,
2: just girl drama that well, I yeah. constantly am running into of uh, someone talked about someone else and then they snapped back and forth and leave someone out of a invitation to uh, just a group invitation and if you leave one person out of that group invitation that you're all talking to each other then all of a sudden you're not friends with them anymore it gets it gets a little bit ridiculous uh nothing really serious that we've ever heard other than just their drama which i guess uh, girls constantly have that as as far as i can tell so far
1: yeah well it's just crazy i see kids like like going to sporting events and stuff at the middle school like i see kids they can't go more than a minute without their phone. Like they'll do something on their phone, they'll put it away, they'll be watching the basketball game, and within a minute, they'll have it back out. And I don't even know that they're actually doing anything. They just feel like they have to have their phone in their hand, pressing buttons and doing something. So, well, I,
2: I know a 15 year old girl, and I actually saw this one of Gentry's friends. I saw the number on there. This is over a million snaps. And it's not that's coming in and going out both. But you start adding that up, and you go, my goodness they're all day long just hitting do-do-do-do-do-do. And maybe, they, maybe it counts as put 50 people on at once and it's 50 yeah, every I time know. you snap. I don't know, but just the amount of time that they send snapping is unbelievable. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, that's like I was said before. I'm, I'm an expert on uh, on it, but not very good at knowing how to stop them from doing it because I don't think that there is any stopping the uh, phone craziness of people anymore. Yep. Just try to limit it as best you can and try to remind them that... Uh, personal relationship is uh more important than a phone right. relationship believe yep. it or not.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I see I see these and I'll I'll speak specifically to Morgan cuz I see this all the time. Number 1, when I talk about streaks on Snapchat, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Everybody's got some, even Lisa has a streak with somebody that's <laughs> yeah. over a year old. Yeah, my old wife now. does too. Yeah. So,
1: my wife started this whole streak thing and what's funny about that is it's actually helped me from a punishment standpoint because oh, yeah. Morgan's got people that. with, like, two-year streaks going on. You and can say, anytime time no I take her, I I'd say, you do this again, I'm taking your phone away from you. Like, the first thing she's thinking about is her streaks stopping yep. and having to start over if she doesn't I, have I a phone knew, for a uh, day. I
2: at one point uh, one of the kids got their phone taken from them, and someone else was logging in to keep the yeah. streaks going. <laughs> I've heard of so that, that as well. So I think that uh, it's probably Harper probably <laughs> got her phone taken from her, but – but the the streaks they were able to keep going because someone else logged in for I guess social media is the biggest thing that you talk about kids anymore, but there's there's so many other things that they they have to deal with that we didn't have to deal with, and it all starts back with the social yep. media i mean it's just it's a wide open world well, as uh, I was predators and things like that you know well, as i was I was looking up
1: some stuff, just kind of doing a little bit of research and and those kind of things on this topic. I I ran across an interesting story. I'm guessing you probably didn't see this, but did you see anything about the 15-year-old girl in Texas that got busted for sneaking boys into a sleepover? So her, her dad gave her options on what to do. So basically they gave her two options. They said, number one, you can lose your phone for a month. Yeah. Or number two, for two weeks without the phone and let the parents take over her social media accounts. So she chose the latter and said, well, it's only two weeks, so what damage can they do? Well, they did some damage. What was funny about it is this punishment actually backfired on them because the dad started doing these videos, shirtless, dancing around, all kinds of stuff to embarrass his daughter. But what actually happened was it goes viral. And so now she had like, a couple hundred followers on instagram and now she has like hundreds of thousands Thanks of followers on instagram so yeah it kind of kind of backfired on See, em.
2: sooner than later you've got to teach me how to get onto those things so i can start some of that <laughs> yeah
1: well um it's uh you're not missing anything so the other thing i saw that was really interesting so that i was i was instagram is one that i don't really do anything with and uh, so I was just kind of checking it out, kind of seeing what it's all about. I mean, I know it's just picture-based. You know, I think Facebook owns them. I knew those kind of things, but uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, I, I found out as I was researching this that my dog has an Instagram account. Didn't know anything about that. So. Mine, my my cat, my dog and cat both <laughs> did. But uh, they were talking about teens and in Instagram in this article, and they yep. said a lot of teens have up to five different Instagram accounts. Yeah. So they'll have one that's kind of a main public account um, that they usually put their best photos on, you know, a few f- posts at a time, just trying to get a larger audience following them, all that kind of stuff. They have one that's a spam private account, which is like a photo album of their lives and experiences, basically. Um, they'll have a group spam account to document a group of friends, pictures with friends. There's a whole big deal about leaving friends off, who's on there, you know, all those kind of things. The teen drama we were talking about before. You have an account that just, for just parents and family to see. Yeah. And they're blocked from all the rest the of the that accounts. The one that's yeah. right. Right. Um, And then a fake account that they'll use to follow ex-boyfriends or girlfriends, ex-friends, some of those kind of things. It's obviously not tied to their name and those kind of things, so they don't know who they are. Well, there's
2: something on – we found this out uh, through one of the kids. They were hiding a – maybe we told them that they couldn't have Snapchat or one of the things. But anyway, they were able to hide it, and I'm showing Kevin my phone here, but on your apps, they could hide it. Inside the thing that looks like a the calculator oh, button, yeah, and so uh, so if you're a parent out there that's looking and saying, "Oh, my kid doesn't have it," I'm talking through. Open every one of their apps because it can be hidden in there anywhere. I think I learned that from experience. But other things with kids, you remember whenever the kids were little, we talk about them whenever they're teenagers now. But you remember when they were little, we used to think, "My gosh, it's so expensive to keep these kids in diapers and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> daycare and school clothes and just feeding them." And uh, I long for the days that it was that cheap yeah. now. Yeah. Now with uh, two kids driving, one's or, well, both have already had a wreck. Hal wrecked into my truck, so he did a two-for-one special on our car. <laughs> and um, and then Harper had this wreck this week. Um, so I'm sure the insurance rates are going up. But you start thinking about even our phone bill. When you have six phones, our phone bill's gotten to the point where it's just absolutely ridiculous. And we tried to explain to them that, you're gonna all have to get jobs now. Fortunately, Harper goes and works when she can. She's out working tonight, but uh, but everybody's gonna to have to have a job to help pay for these phones and insurance and everything else. Uh, we look at it, I look at it now and I will think insurance with car wrecks, the uh, the clothes, the haircuts, the nails. Man, wouldn't it be nice just to be paying daycare?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently we got a little advertisement for Jeff Wells too because he's yeah. our insurance yeah. agent uh, as well now. So but we're not we're not quite there yet, so he's got a few years before I gotta worry about that. but uh, I got one other funny story, <laughs> so I, I mentioned that Morgan puts her phone upstairs on the charger at night before she mm-hmm. goes to bed, and that's usually when Kelly will kind of go through the phone and and look at things so the other night, Mo goes to bed, phone's plugged in. we're getting ready to go to bed, so kelly had, had was going to go check her phone, and she had just gotten out of the shower, so wearing pajamas, hair in a towel. She picks up the phone and goes to unlock it. And all of a sudden, some boy comes on there and says,
0: Hey, Mo! <laughs> y-
1: you look a like, lot like your mom and hangs up. <laughs> so Kelly's like, I was like, you realize you were just like on a video chat with yeah. some boy. He saw, because they have this, I think it's called house party, where they all yeah, go. I've heard that. At that. one point, Morgan was, she'd be sitting upstairs doing homework. And I could hear somebody else talking, and I'm like, "Who is that?" She's like, "Oh, that's Sadie." Like, what Sadie doing? She has her phone propped up next to her, doing homework. They're mm-hmm. not talking or anything. Yep. They're both doing homework, just watching each other do homework. Uh, well, Why Face do you even time. do that? Is that? FaceTime? Well, what well, that was FaceTime. But yeah, but now they have this house party app that they do where they have I, multiple I people that can get Emily in a group chat. Whenever
2: first moved to uh, Arizona, one time. Uh, and Annabelle did like an eighteen-hour day that they just left it on all day yeah. long, and I said, "God, we can't be keeping doing that." Thankfully, there's not roaming rates. Imagine eighteen-hour back from where I'm from in Oklahoma's long-distance call across the river. You could throw a rock across the river, but if you called across it, it'd be a long-distance call. And we, my mom, used to just slaughter us because every we'd have such the high long-distance bills. Thankfully, yep. that doesn't take effect anymore. or We'd be dead. Yep. I suppose the last thing I'll talk about. We want to get into a little bit of Christmas traditions um before it gets too late here but the last and big one for me and i'll get into this more is probably the, when the girls hit the age of uh thinking they want a boyfriend that's uh that's whenever your dad instincts will start kicking in and it'll oh we've we've gone through drive we've you gone crazy. Through
1: one so um she morgan's got a little thing right now there's like two other boys that are around quite a bit so we yeah. joke around and call it the love triangle and she acts like she doesn't know what she's talking about, but then she laughs and says she does. So. Well, I
2: used to think that I was the softy in the family, and Lisa's always getting on to the kids and being more strict on them. But now, whenever they're they're asking, can I go here and go there with a the boy? I'll, I, uh, I've gotten a little, little less uh, lenient. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, whenever I've, I've always thought this uh, in comparison, if. Uh, if a man came over to your a boy that you didn't know, say he's a sixteen year old boy, he comes over to your house and you have a brand new pickup sitting out in the driveway, and he says, "Can I drive your truck?" I'd say, "Hell no, you can't drive my truck." <laughs> but at the same time, that same sixteen year old boy can come over and say, "Hey, can I take your uh, can I take your daughter out?" And I'll go, "Hey, if you can't drive my truck, you're sure as hell not driving my daughter." <laughs> so, you know, I was st- I'll be a. Uh, Try to keep that in perspective. Every time I think about is somebody coming over to the house to, to uh, I I want to know you. You better come to the door and knock. Yep. And that kind of stuff. Uh, but and I think that's lost. And that and these these kids they get to talking to each other on those Snapchats and stuff. And I'll say, how do you even know this boy? And she says, it's all Snapchat. We've just been talking. We've been yep. talking with. You know that's not the way we used to do it, but I guess it's the way of the new. If we start talking about the way we used to do it, we'd start a fire with sticks and then <laughs> you know have a have a winter roast and all that. Yep, but, yep. but anyway, anyway we'll go on now here into uh, holidays up, up on us. I hope you're listening to this podcast while you're driving to your Christmas destination. And me and Kevin wanted to talk a little bit about some of our holiday traditions and 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 to tell you the truth. Uh, it, we're, we're we both discussed this a minute ago and said, really, we don't have a lot, no. but but we're going to get into it just a little bit. And I'll let Kevin start by telling maybe what some of his memories or traditions have been.
1: Yeah, we honestly, I was I was talking to Kelly about this uh, as we were again prepping for the for this podcast. We really don't have any. I mean, the one thing that we always do is uh, we always have to watch the best Christmas movie
2: ever made let me guess the christmas vacation that's it yeah yep. we do too so, so we got, i've got that movie cheer.
1: memorized and morgan sits there and rolls her eyes as i yeah. say
2: all the lines that that's could not be more surprised. If I woke up with my head stapled to the carpet. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's that's one of those that, that's quoted often at our house around this yep. time. But you know, we we used to uh, go around and see Christmas lights and and stop and you know get some coffee or cocoa or something like that and just kind of drive around. We haven't done that for the last few years. Um, to be honest with you, I just maybe I need to to try it again. I around town here at least it just doesn't seem like there's quite the
2: the displays as there used to be. Um, I don't think there is. We 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 had a bus come through our neighborhood the other day and and we do we do a little bit but very little. A couple of our neighbors have some pretty good displays, but I thought oh I bet if you buy that tour it's a little disappointing because yep. so many people don't do anything anymore.
1: Well, A lot of people are taking trips to Wichita and things like yeah. that. It just doesn't yep. seem like around here there's a lot, you know. The only other thing that we really do uh, over over you know I guess as a tradition is uh the the Friday after Thanksgiving. That's when Christmas decorations go up. Yeah. Not a day before. We had a whole conversation a couple weeks ago at a friend's house right before Thanksgiving about people putting Christmas decorations up before Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah, it's not not a good idea.
1: But I mean, really, we don't we don't have a lot of Christmas traditions in nope. our house.
2: Do you guys do anything? You, no, not really. I I you know, I look back on whenever I was a kid growing up and the same age as my kids are now and I'd say yes. We were heavy on Christmas traditions very heavy, but um, I truly believe when Grandma dies, your Christmas a lot of your Christmas traditions gra- die along with them. You know, we the the house that my uh, mom and uh, grew up in with all of her brothers and sisters. My grandma still lived in in it up until maybe fifteen years ago, eighteen years ago. She was in her nineties at the time. She lived to be a hundred and four. But uh, we still went back to her house every Christmas with every cousin, every, you know, and had a big food. And maybe we we didn't do it on Christmas Day, but sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas when everybody could get together, we always knew we would get to see all of our cousins. And we had cousins that came from from Michigan and came from, you know, all over Oklahoma and everything. And we get to see each other at least that one time a year. You know, when Grandma got older and everybody started having, my aunts and uncles started having their own grandkids, then it just becomes an impossible chore to... For everybody to meet, but yep. I still remember those traditions. I wish my kids could have had them, but our families aren't as big as what <laughs> my family used to have. The six kids, and everybody had about four to five to six of their own kids, so we had a huge gathering whenever we got together. And uh, it just doesn't happen anymore. I've yep. we talked about our one of our only Christmas traditions, and I think I've put it on Facebook, and might, might see it on Christmas Day. As my memory, I did a couple of years in a row, I, I filmed us driving. And I said, uh, usually we're driving home from Oklahoma on Christmas Day every year because we have to come back and open the office the day after Christmas right. every time. So so our tradition is to get in the car and be miserable all day and fight with each other.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, I guess we do kind of have one other tradition that I didn't really think of, and that is uh, we Kelly has a habit of of uh, putting underwear in everybody's stockings from Santa. So. That's uh that I guess has become a little bit of
2: a tradition.
1: Yeah, I, d- I think that's about it from our standpoint. I don't, I don't
2: know; it's not probably considered a tradition, but we always, you know, we've always gone to my mother in laws on Christmas Eve. So I guess the date alone is a tradition, and it's uh, it's always nice to know you're going to be in one place. But my side of the family, we have gotten so spread out and uh, have extended families that it's it's hard to squeeze a date in that's exact that keeps everybody happy.
1: Yep. Well, one one thing that uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's a tradition because we definitely haven't done it in the past. But when I had first started dating Kelly and and uh, when we first got married, uh, Kelly's mom would always go out about just about a few days before Christmas and go buy just the sickest looking Christmas tree she could find. Yeah. Um, she always wanted a oh, real that'd tree. Be fun and that'd so oh, they were some of them looked brutal. What's funny about that is there was a couple years in a row where she decided we'll go try to plant these trees and see what happens. I would have bet you all the money in the world. There's no way that tree was going to make it a month outside, but uh, she's, I think we only planted two of them and both of them are huge trees out in front of her house right now. Possibly Rockefeller
2: so, someday. Yeah. No, I don't know about They still they look pretty sick. Okay. <laughs> they, they, they don't look good enough to be there. So, but <laughs> we're, we're bumping up against an hour here and Kevin's still got to give you a recipe. And I'm going to tell you, little secret somebody just brought the thing down that he's uh he's gonna tell you about for me to sample while he's talking so i'm gonna hush up and eat a bite here for a second and let you guys let you listen to this recipe yep
1: so this is this is something i for lack of a better name for it we just call it sausage bread around here usually make it in the winter time i i was trying to think of why that is the case and i guess you know, my this is something my mom used to make all the time, and then I've started making now. And I know my mom always made it. This was back in college football when the most of the bowl games were actually on January first. So there's a group of, of of friends of my parents that would get together on New Year's Day, kind of a potluck. Everybody would bring some food and just watch football all day, play cards, play pitch, you know those kind of things. And uh, so we always made that, and that was what we always brought to that. It's it's so simple. Um, it, it is going to take a little bit of trial and error but the the nice thing is even when it's when you make an error it still tastes pretty good um but what what you do is is there's literally three ingredients to this: frozen bread dough, mozzarella cheese, and sausage that 's it so what you do is you uh you go to your frozen section at the grocery store and purchase you know those you know those roads rolls they come in an orange bag they' are little balls of dough um, they also have loaves of bread and instead of the the rolls so if you get one package of that it'll come with three frozen loaves of bread get that out at, at night set it out on your counter and in, in a in a, a baking tray and cover it with plastic wrap and, and and a little bit of like Pam or something so it doesn't stick on the plastic wrap doesn't stick to the bread but let it proof overnight rise up next morning get up roll that thing out to oh, if I was guessing, I'd say maybe about two, two and a half foot long, about eight inches wide. This is the trial and error part. This is the only trial and error part. You'll learn kind of how to do it. Um, Next time I do it, I'll take some pictures and I'll put it on our Facebook page, kind of a step-by-step so you can see what I do. But roll that dough out and then we brown a I do about for one package. I, I do two pounds of sausage. I get the Jimmy Dean spicy sausage, uh-huh. throw it and skill up, brown it up real quick. It takes about ten minutes to do that. Once you have that dough rolled out, put just run a little bit of sausage. Take a third of, your, of what the sausage you have, put it right down the middle of that bread dough. Take grab some mozzarella cheese, put as much cheese as you want on there, and then just kind of pinch that up so it makes it into a, a loaf of bread basically that's stuffed with uh, sausage and, and cheese. And again, I'll, I'll post some pictures cause I think this is the last of the last batch I made. So I'll be making it again pretty soon. I'll post those pictures. Um, and then put it in the oven, bake it for about 20 to 25 minutes. So the top is golden brown, pull it out of the oven, get a little melted butter and brush it over the top and then go to town. We usually, when we make three big rolls out of this, again, think th- these things are about two, two foot long. Um, we make three loaves out of that. And usually the first one's gone that day. So yeah. between Morgan and I, we'll eat one full loaf <laughs> that day. Never That never sees anything but the cutting board. And then uh, we'll, I'll usually cut one up and put it in the refrigerator, and then I'll cut the third one up, put it in the freezer. It freezes really well. But
2: uh, what did you think? It's really good. It's really good. And I'm a sausage fan, so it's good. And the bread is just uh, chewy enough that it's good.
1: Yep. I'm looking at this one, right. and I might have underbaked that a little bit. Usually it's a little more brown on top. The bread,
2: it's it's chewy right now i i like it i like i only cook about once a week on for breakfast because we i don't get out of bed early enough the rest of the week for some reason i can get up early on saturdays and i make lots of sausage but i make like you said the spicy sausage mm-hmm. but we also do the rolled sausages the the earl yep. campbell rolled sausage <laughs> that, earl campbell earl campbell <laughs> and, and eat billy Sims barbecue with it <laughs> yeah i'll
1: tell you what i'm not a fan of the billy Sims barbecue overall but that smoked bologna that they have, yeah, there, that is. Oh good. man, yeah.
2: I could eat that all day. I just can't believe the way he's expanded. He's everywhere now yep. in Kansas. Yeah, he's team probably come got up six into Kansas. Locations. Yeah, yep. Out at Hayes, I believe they've got one now. Yep. Anyway, Billy, if you're listening, uh, we need sponsors on this thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> yep. So, um, I'm gonna say good night. Uh, we didn't talk any sports today, other than that no. one thing about Billy. I know if while you're listening to this, you might be on your way to bowl games and course Oklahoma in the final four I don't know if we have a chance or not but I'm gonna sure hope so cross my fingers and everything and and hope we can finally make it to the last game instead of just the second to last but but anyway Boomer Sooner on that and Merry Christmas and thank you for listening to us Kevin
1: yep no I that that's a good wrap-up so I would just ask again like I do every podcast that uh if you're enjoying this let us know uh, we we've got some things going on on our Facebook page that we'd like our listeners to chime in on. Help us out. Give us some ideas. Answer some questions. Ask us some questions that you want us to answer on the podcast. Topics you want us to talk about. Anything like that. More than happy to do that for you guys. And and again, we're here to to have some fun on our end, but also entertain you. So uh, I want to give a shout out to my boss. He actually posted a f- photo. He did one of my travel hacks this week while he was on the road traveling and took a picture and put it on our Facebook page so i, I, I we've helped one person philip yeah so. well
2: if you've got pretty legs and you believe in the compression socks show us your legs in the compression <laughs> socks <laughs>
1: so but uh, again please share our podcast try to get uh, some other people listening we've talked about we got some exciting things coming up i think we're going to try to to maybe get some guests on here pretty soon we've talked about maybe recording some podcasts at uh, some remote locations where, where some of our listeners and friends can, can come have a beer with us while we're recording. So keep an eye on the Facebook page, and uh, we'll, we'll be announcing some of those things as they come up. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll be back in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Phillip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.